Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper P. Cornell, and today I'm joined by Adam Blompier. Hello, it's Hello. me. It's me. That's that B L A M P I E D. That's me. Rolls right off the tongue. That. <laughs> um, uh, we'll probably get uh, into talking about Quizlemania last night later on. Uh, but first, we should probably talk about NXT, uh, where they actually announced NXT TakeOver in your house. Here's the show. Anyway, let's talk about NXT. Hopefully this isn't too distracting for you. Um, so during this episode of NXT, we got an announcement that uh, William Regal made on the bump saying there was going to be a major announcement on NXT. Uh, and on the episode itself, it was DX actually that made the announcement or they were hyping it as DX making the announcement. Uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels are backstage being in the DX persona. There's there's like Triple H normally when he's just very making NXT announcements. So I'm uh, yeah, NXT TakeOver. Bruh. And then he's DX Triple H when he's just like, whoa, guys, jokes, crazy, wacky fun all the time. It's so jarring all the time. It is weird. Yeah, it's weird to see this guy who normally is. It started with a movement. Uh, yeah, dicking around with his friend. Uh, I, I thought it was better than. Well, they 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 obviously they referenced how terrible that twenty five years of Triple H skit was in SmackDown, and they kept it short. Uh, Road Dog <laughs> Road Dog was there talking about pig poo. I like the fact that they referenced the the hog pen match uh, mm-hmm. from way back when. But obviously, yeah, the the big announcement, Pete. Why don't you go for it with your eyebrows? <laughs> An eyebrow raising announcement as you can see <laughs> oh god you look ah. it looks creepy yeah. uh sorry uh they announced it's going to be nxt takeover in your house uh on june 7th uh which is gonna be kind of fun honestly i i think from the way that they announced it obviously it's gonna be i assume kind of takeover 
quality matches, which is already a big tick in the box. But also, I feel like it's going to be a little bit more potentially tongue in cheek, a little bit more like, oh, it's in your house because of lockdown and all that stuff. So I'm hoping it's kind of a a fun kind of a showcase takeover show. They'll have some like weird matchups that we won't expect. I, I'm not expecting it to be like the culmination of all these epic feuds that we normally expect from takeovers. I think it's probably going to be like, look, here's Finn Balor versus Timothy Thatcher. Why not? And it's going to be all these like really, like really awesome matches. That's just going to be a cool in-ring display. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. Well, like it's, it's, it's super weird branding when you see it. Like the more you look at it, it's just like how, yeah, like you say, it's very fun, family friendly, the, you know, the new generation colors, which is like, it's weird because you also look at the background. That's what NXT normally is. And then you've got this weird little child sticker on the front because NXT is metal, right? Triple H loves Mm -hmm. his, his, his metal music. It's, you know, they get poppy in to do like kind of scream stuff. Uh, It's, it's like proper kind of like, we are, not your kind in your house (laughs) it's a little weird i i completely get it it's 25 years since in your house nxt doesn't feel like that brand and in your house is a very family friendly style uh thing you know it it had a lot of really cool things happen uh because obviously it went into the attitude era the last in your Mm. house was in 1999 so definitely some you know you know, grungy stuff happened in in, in your house pay-per-views. But it it does, especially with the logo, carry a lot of um, uh, new generation kind of doink uh, Mm -hmm. fun. What I I will say is, oh my God, now that they know they're doing a show, look at all these feuds that are now popping up (laughs) out of nowhere. It's amazing. It's like, oh, it's almost like having something to shoot for has given NXT direction again. Literally the difference... Like the the matches were still good, but the difference between this show and last week's show is very stark because yeah, they know they're building to a show in June. So they, yeah, feuds are just popping up all over the place. You got Priest versus uh, Finn Balor. You got the um, the Broserweights ex- exploding. Uh, Imperium and a new champ. So who's going to be going after them? Um, yeah, I, like something's happening with Swerve and, and Tony Nese. Like, yeah, stuff's going on. Um, it feels like things are things are really moving at a clip now, and 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 we're gonna get Johnny Gargano versus Keith Lee. <laughs> I can't wait! For I can't that. wait! Oh my god, it's gonna be amazing! As soon as Gargano came on his promo and he mentioned Keith Lee, I was like, "No, no way are they doing this?" Uh, yeah, ah, oh, it's gonna be so so good. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll probably talk about that promo in more detail later, but I'm so excited for that. And yeah, we're, even with these kind of uh kickstarted feuds that they did on this episode i think that they could be some really cool matches like you said like finn balor damian priest is not a match that i was like you know clamming for beforehand but now it's been featured on one week of nxt i'm like actually that's a really awesome like showcase match i'm really looking forward to that yeah. so yeah the here you can see damian priest being triple h sitting over finn balor on a chair which is very You're nice the guy that makes people famous I'm already famous. It's great. I, I, yeah, I, I dug it. I, I yeah, it's a, it's a pairing that you don't expect. Um, mm. yeah, Priest is revealed as the attacker uh, from Finn Balor, so I'm glad they didn't keep that who done it mm. stretching on and on and on. Because uh, I, I, I felt like last week that you know Finn Balor comes out and talks about pushes, and it's not gonna be a push. It's gonna be a squash, and also uh, it's you know it's gonna be booked by a producer and there's going to be an agent involved and it's just like all right 
nothing. Um, but now, now that we, yeah, like now that there's a date set in stone, it's just like, oh, screw that. Let's just build. Let's get two guys hurting each other. It's great. Yeah. Like, Let's really do what NXT always does, which is just build good stories for for things. And they keep it really, really simple. And I think sometimes NXT can get a little bit samey with a lot of the feuds because a lot of them are just like, I don't like you. I don't like you. And that's the feud for pretty much everything. However, when it's just kept really simple, a lot of these feuds just really, really work. It's like Damien Priest is like, I just I just want to hurt you. I just want to make a name for myself. And you're there, so screw you. That's a good enough story. A lot of the feuds are like, I want that title back. There's your feud. And you don't need to get more crazy than that. I think uh, main roster WWE in particular has a, a tendency to really overbook it. They're like, it can't just be for the title. It also needs to be about their third cousin. And yes. they'll just throw in like this extra weird twist on it. It's like, it doesn't need this. Wendy. Uh, but NXT, yeah, Wendy. So when, it, when NXT now has a thing they're building to and they go, right, we have this many weeks to build a story. Let's just have them not like each other. Why? For this reason, done. And there's your story. And then they just build off that. Yeah, this was back to NXT being really good at being NXT, I think, this week, which is good. I'm really glad they announced it in your house. Yes, yes, it's done, yeah. a, it's done a good thing. Mm, very much so. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Um, but uh, let's talk about some of the other uh, bigger talking points from the show. Um, as you mentioned just before we actually started recording this, uh, this really was like the Broserweight show. Uh, well, the Timothy Thatcher and Matt Riddle show anyway, whatever their team name was. The Newserweights, the the kind of the newly bros, mm. newly bros, I think they newly were. Newly bros, sounds newly. good, yeah. I think it might be that. Um, they kicked off the show defending their NXT Tag Team Championships against Imperium, um, and due to some miscommunication, uh, Tim Thatcher was constantly calling for the tag. Matt Riddle didn't make it in time, but then he monkey-flipped Marcel Bartel into Timothy Thatcher, who was standing on the apron waiting for the tag. Uh, Thatcher went out on the floor and was an upset boy about it. Um, and then Riddle eventually made it to the corner, but Thatcher was like, no, I'm done. Screw you. And just walked out of the match, leaving Riddle two-on-one. Riddle had a great, like, hope spot afterwards with him coming in and he hit the bro to sleep and he hit the final flash. I was like, Oh my God, are they actually going to do it? Two on one. But then the numbers game came in, uh, Imperium, uh, powerbombed him and Imperium are the new NXT tag team champions, uh, which really exciting. I I'm really happy for those guys. I think they're fantastic as a tag team. Really like Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner. I think the story was really, really good. Um, the match itself, that was really fun. And it set up something that I'm really excited for, which is Thatcher versus Riddle. Please give me more of it, uh, which yeah. was talked about later on in uh, through the show. Uh, but that first match I thought was really fun and capped off them as legit champions, even though they, you know, it was two on one and Thatcher walked out. They still didn't look rubbish just for beating Riddle. Like they still had to work to take him down and the moves they used and them being good wrestlers was still put over. So I think it, it just worked as a segment all in all. It just really, really worked. Yeah, absolutely. Like the match didn't outstay its welcome. Um, I was really worried they were going to do like a main roster thing of having um, Thatcher walk away, uh, but also having Riddle win. So like put him over as a Superman and thereby kind of taking some of the narrative legs out of the, the big decision by Thatcher to walk away. Um, but no, no, uh, we have new tag team champions. It's very pandemic uncanny that we have the NXT champion, Walter, uh, in NXT UK and uh, his Imperium buddies in NXT proper. It's weird, but mm -hmm. it is a weird world right now. Uh, I think Imperium are really good. Like, they're really good, like, uh, level, like, Undisputed Era probably shouldn't be tag chaps again for a while. Uh, but, like, conceited asshole tag champions who take their you know their kicks and their strikes really seriously like that is that is proven to be good uh on nxt and like yeah at takeover i'm sure they're gonna retain and they're gonna do it in a bloody brilliant match yeah uh, yeah i i i really dug it um the thatcher riddle thing this feels a little bit like how they were gonna do pete dunn versus uh matt riddle before it turned out they had crazy chemistry with each other because the exact you know the, all the points are the same which is like i want to be a tag team champion but if i have to do it with this hot mess then it's not worth doing uh which is exactly how kind of pete dunn used to kind of hold himself take himself seriously but then you know the bros awaits one is over and so now we basically got to do this again with another uh wonderful um you know, uh, uh, alumni of progress in, uh, mm. in Timothy Thatcher. Uh, and yeah, so I guess we should probably cut to the main event then mm -hmm. because like I said, it was a, it was, yeah, it was a, it was a story told over an episode and that made it feel like an actual full episode of telly. Isn't that exciting? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they had, they lost the matches. Then they had a backstage segment 
um, where they brawled. And then they had William Regal skyping in to say, oh, I've given you your match. Uh, then that turned into a brawl. Um, Riddle got hit with the monitor. And then that came into the main event, which is the two guys uh, fighting. So, yeah, I, I really, I really oh, dug it. And what a fight it was. Good God. Uh, when this main event started, I was like, oh, it's it's a bit weird that obviously they're kind of hot and shouting at each other from each corner. But I was surprised they didn't just like get in the ring and start brawling immediately kind of thing. That's what I felt like it should have been. Mm. But then as soon as the bell rung and they just went straight into this amazing like mat wrestling sequence, both of them just trying to like really like physically dominate the other person and just put them in headlocks and like cinch them in really tight and like they're falling over each other doing these this awesome like mat wrestling submission style awesomeness it was it was so so cool to watch and basically the whole match i normally in matches like that they have like the mat wrestling sequence to start with and then it will go into the wrestling match like the normal wrestling match afterwards i can't find where that point is in this match the transition from like this first mat wrestling bit into them just doing their spots afterwards was so seamless and it was it just worked so well it was so fluid the whole match i love the way it worked thatcher looked amazing just being like i want to injure matt riddle the whole time and him just doing every submission under the sun just trying to get matt to tap was awesome i thought it worked so so well the only gripe i have with this match is i think thatcher should have won um riddle managed to roll up thatcher thatcher was too intent on hurting matt and riddle managed to just about roll him up for a victory like while we still had a submissions uh, applied to him uh, just managed to roll him up for a victory thatcher then after the bell attacked matt riddle and uh like made him tap after the bell which obviously doesn't matter uh, but just trying to just wrench that arm off with the fujiwara armbar which i again thatcher looked incredible i just wish he actually got the win in the match to start with though this probably is then building to a takeover in your house match where i'm assuming thatcher will win probably um to which i'm very much looking forward to god that match on a takeover stage could be spectacular um so yeah i'm, I'm really looking forward to it it was a great main event i just kind of wish that thatcher won even if it wasn't like a convincing win i do wish that he got kind of that first you know that first victory over matt Riddle to say like i was right for walking out on you in that tag match um, that was my only gripe though it was an amazing match i think yeah like i, I like you say um for me that my only gripe i didn't actually mind uh thatcher losing because like like you say uh i think he was too focused on i think he was too frustrated generally i think he was off his game and i think it's a very it's a very lucky pin like i don't think matt riddle convincingly beat him or anything he just escaped uh which he then couldn't do after thatcher was kind of riled up and, and went for multiple arm bars which i thought was was really cool uh, my my only weirdly gripe is I actually didn't like the MMA stuff at the beginning of the match mm. that much, which I, I get it. Like these guys put on a clinic, uh, and if these guys, if, if this was like a face face match, I would have had no issue with it because it's just like, oh, okay, these guys are doing their best. And yeah, when it when the match developed and they really started to kind of like lay it on thick, like slapping the hell out of each other and like really cinching in, like you could you could tell, okay, they're really trying to hurt each other. But the kind of MMA tussling at the beginning, I thought. I thought this match actually needed a bit more WWE in it than MMA. Mm. Uh, just because, like, they'd done the backstage brawl, like, he'd attacked him. Like, it, it, you know, this match should have been, like, red hot to start. And it started off quite hot with them punching. But then it just went into kind of, like, slip and slide on the ground. Uh, which is, like, 
fine like that i i you know i imagine if they were in an actual fight it would probably look like that mm. uh you know, actual fights don't look cinematic but i just i would have preferred a, just a little bit more wwe just like you know stomping away in the corners repeatedly bang 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 on the on the face just to kind of give it that little bit of um anger to start with mm. but you know like i said i thought it, it it got to a really good place it felt like a main event i don't know what nxt had planned for its main event if these guys hadn't exploded <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i'm i'm very psyched to see the next chapter in in that mm. yeah and something else that's really interesting about this story as well is one we're gonna have to have a new challenger for the nxt tag team championships with imperium and also What's going to happen when Pete Dunne comes back? Like, after this is all done, what's the next layer in the story? Is Pete Dunne going to come back and immediately, like, turn on Riddle? Because it was Pete Dunne who suggested Timothy Thatcher replace him. So maybe it was all a ruse the whole time. That would be bad. Or that would if Pete be Dunne really funny. If it would. just turns out that Pete was just like, oh, you could just, you, I could have just done that the whole time? Oh, that would have <laughs> been great. I wouldn't have been trapped in the boot of Triple H's plane. <laughs> <laughs> or um or if he just comes back and tries to fight like four riddle and tries to take down thatcher um on behalf of you know his bros weight uh stallion brother mm-hmm. it, it's totally possible but whatever wherever the story goes i'm really interested to see how pete dunn fits into it because then maybe you know if if thatcher beats riddle uh and then dunn comes back and beats thatcher maybe riddle could be like well i wanted to why did you get to beat him? I wanted to beat him. And maybe there's a bit of dissension. I don't know. I'm really excited either way. I, I'm just, I'm really liking this story. I really like everyone involved with it. So big thumbs up for me for the whole story and for the main event. I thought it was awesome. I mean, who do we think? Like if, because TakeOver is three weeks away now, I think. Uh, maybe three, just over three weeks. Yes. Um, who is the who is a tag team that that steps up because that's the thing is like nxt is running a little light on in its current like you know diminished state is mm. it's running a little light on tag teams um uh... do you bring like someone like street profits back to do uh a kind of like you know oh we're just flying in you know we're, mm. welcome home high uh just to do kind of a quick exhibition match uh do you p- pair matt riddle with someone else uh because i guess he's got you know he's got unfinished business there or do you maybe bring in um who are they called it's uh like someone that's uh, uh is danny birch in nxt mm. UK or is he uh... no he i think he's around i think he's been on roars and stuff i want to say Lorcan yeah. and birch was going to be my show for yeah, one, one and two would be a really good match mm. that it's either that or the undisputed era because we saw them in a in a little zoom call uh during the episode, <laughs> yeah thought, we did which i thought was a lot of fun like i really i love the idea like you know with the bubbly bunch in AEW, mm. i really dig the idea of heel stables just getting together and like talking in complete kayfabe during <laughs> during this time it's Every, perfect yeah everyone going woo, 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 all right um and just like talking about how, yeah, um, just like crap talking all of their colleagues. I, I thought that yeah. was really fun. So it, it could it could be them, but it does feel like a maybe time to distance Undisputed Era from the tag belts for a little. Bit. Mm, I'd say so. Yeah, they, and if they do have the match, they definitely shouldn't win. Um, but uh, and maybe it's just some sort of Franken team. Maybe it's like a, a combination of people out of the uh, interim cruiserweight tournament or something like that, and they just grab two of those guys and just say be a team for them to face for now i don't i don't know um 
I mean, pretty much if you take any two people out of that, they're probably going to be a good team anyway, because NXT just has that much talent. Uh, so yeah, m- maybe they'll just find a, a Franken team for now. But they either could, way, I'm, I'm looking forward to Imperium as champs. They could take uh, the people who do like kind of the second and third best out of the uh, out the cruiserweight tournament, perhaps, and be just like, well, mm. you you know, uh, you did almost almost as well as each other. Which is uh, the yeah, the tournament's getting interesting. Um, mm. They finally address the idea of what happens if people you know if people get the same score as each other, you get a tie and then you have to settle that tie, which is the last little wrinkle that was missing. Uh, And yeah, we saw some really interesting, like this is, yeah, we saw some, some good old WWE tournament style booking. I do, I do love a WWE tournament with them. Uh, yeah, Swerve uh, talk some trash uh, in, in quite a heel move. I gotta say it's a bit of a move Swerve, especially when people who are currently competing in the interim tournament have been released by the company to say, <laughs> well, if I didn't win every match, I'd have to quit wrestling. It's like, okay, okay. Yeah. Mate. Um, much? Yeah, so Swerve, um, the, be- the better of the two matches, I think, just because of the story involved, was, yeah, Tony Nese in the, in the first match uh, lost to Jake Atlas, so he's zero mm-hmm. and three. Swerve talked some trash, and then before Swerve's match with Jack Gallagher, um, he got attacked by Tony Nice, and although it didn't immediately lead to the loss, which I thought it was going to, um, like Jack Gallagher just ran into the corner, did the drop kick, and then but Swerve got his foot in the ropes. Uh, it turned out, yeah. So oh, we've got there. He is. Look, the attack took place. Not lying. Mm, there's um, that. There it is. Uh, and then yeah, it turned out that Jack Gallagher um, powered through discus forearm, beat Swerve. So now it looks like we've we've maybe got Swerve versus Nice, uh, mm-hmm. which is I, I matched up. Yes, I, I'd like to see that, a more heated version of that match. Absolutely, yeah. I, I really like the fact that um, I, I it seemed like Swerve wasn't necessarily talking trash directly at Nice. He was more saying it to Gallagher, who at that point hadn't won a match in the tournament, just being like, oh, you know, when, well, when I beat you, you would have lost every match in the tournament. But Nice took it as offense to him because yeah. he'd lost every match in the tournament, which I thought was really, it was a really smart way. It wasn't just like Swerve just randomly calling out Tony Nice for no reason. Um, it was him just kind of talking trash to his opponent, kind of doing mind games and stuff. But Nice was like, uh, you're kind of talking about me there at the same time. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a cool way to set up the feud. It's a nice way to give Gallagher a win. Uh, I like the fact that Swerve came back and they had a bit of a match on top of it, but it never fully seemed like Swerve was properly in control. It was like he'd hit like a move out of nowhere and then Gallagher would kind of regain control to keep working over that section that got um, uh, that got hurt during the attack. And it was even, you know, uh, Gallagher had a guillotine on and then Swerve would uh, reverse it into the suplex, but then his ribs gave out from doing the suplex, which allowed Gallagher to hit the uh, the spinning forearm for the win, which I thought was, again, really good storytelling. Um, I'm liking how the tournament's shaping up and they're addressing, like, this person's, you know, won all these matches. This person hasn't won any matches in the tournament. What, what's the consequences of that? And it's like, oh, well, now Nice is in a feud with Swerve because of that. And, you know, these people are going to be drawing. Drake Maverick next week is facing Kushida. Can't wait for that match, by the way. Mm. That's going to great um yeah so it's it's a really tournaments as a whole are just great they really need to just do more of them because they're they're such an interesting dynamic between everyone that's competing especially in this one where it's like a round robin style it's such an interesting dynamic to have everyone kind of facing everyone and seeing uh who wins against who it's like a rock paper scissors of oh if this person beats this person if this person beats this person but this person beat this person so who's (laughs) the best one out of these three it's like yeah it's it's um it's a really interesting dynamic. I'm really liking the way they're doing it. So yeah, uh, again, 
more of that, please. Uh, big old thumbs up from me. I'm, I'm looking forward to Elio Del Fantasma as well, seeing more of him and what that storyline's going on with him and the abductions, because mm. who knows at this point. Um, so with yeah, the with the way it's it's kind of wrapped up with points, I because they've got three they got three weeks to mm-hmm. to do it. Uh, if Drake Maverick beats Kushida, then you got a three way tie at the top of Group A. I don't think they're gonna do that. So mm. I I actually think that we might see uh, Drake Maverick's story come to an end uh, next week. Perhaps perhaps like I I think generally speaking, it's still a weird. It's a weird situation, um, and maybe it is better to be all done with. But you know, mm. obviously, everyone wants him to beat Kashida, and that you know that's going to be a really fascinating match to watch. But if Kashida wins, then Kashida wins Group A next week. Uh, then, if depending on the match between um, who is it? It's uh, uh, El Hio del Fantasma versus. Ooh. Uh, uh, who's I don't know in... if I wrote it down. It's going to be. I'm just, I'm just going to Google the cruiseway tournament. <laughs> so annoying. Tazawa, of course. It's Tazawa, yeah, totally, yeah. Um, so if Tazawa loses that match, then they're going to be tied two uh, one, uh, which means they may have to do a rematch to that the mm. week after that, and then you'll have uh, one week basically uh, before uh, takeover to build uh Kushida versus one of these guys uh and like maybe get like a contract signing or something like that so like yeah with with in your house like the, it seems to have laid out a perfect amount of time in order to get that match happening at takeover something i've just thought of right this second because we spoke about it earlier perhaps if they've got that week to build to Kushida versus this other person, perhaps they have like a, uh, you know, like a second place type or uh, a third place match, sorry. And they have like Drake Maverick versus Tozawa, let's say. And during the course of that match, those two, like they really take each other to the limit. They have this really amazing match. They're given like 20 minutes to put on an amazing match. And because of that, they're like, I really respect you. And then they form a tag team and then they go after Imperium. It could totally <laughs> happen. Damn so, straight. Yeah. So the Drake Maverick story could still be alive. It just might not be for the Cruiserweight. Also, just, just thinking about it, like if they did do a three-way tie in Group A, then you just have a triple threat to decide yeah, which one totally. is going ahead. And that'll be really interesting to see Drake Maverick just kind of duck and weave and just, you know, try and stay alive in that match. Mm. But yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's interesting. I think there's just the right amount of weeks left of NXT, so this tournament doesn't outlive its welcome, and you've got mm-hmm. a perfect um, blow-off um, event for it to for the finals to take place at, which is going to be really good to see. Yep. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think we've we've got about four minutes left. So let's uh, <laughs> talk about some of the stuff that is, you know, there's, there's, there's stuff bubbling over, but it's not quite mm-hmm. as uh, top of the top of the card. Tegan Knox versus Indy Hartwell, uh, who uh, build herself as being impressive, which uh, the only thing I have to say really is that, oh, is she Pelvis Wesley from South Pole <laughs> Regional Wrestling? Because he was impressive Pelvis Wesley. <laughs> yeah, she started the match by saying Tegan Knox, you're not impressive. Uh, and I, yeah, and then Tegan won with the shiniest wizard, and that was that. Yeah. Really. So, it's just nice a, yeah. a thing to see. Give Tegan a win. Nice to see Tegan nice. win. Yeah. Uh, and then also, you've got um, who else? Oh, Finn uh, Cameron Grimes beating Finn Balor. Which oh, is yeah. Good, good for Cameron Grimes. Uh, and yeah, obviously, mm. that sets up uh, Priest. And then you've got, um, oh, what it was? Oh, yeah, that's right. It was um, Caden Carter versus Aaliyah with. Mm-hmm. 
going this bizarre story of just like Aaliyah's real bad I guess she's just yeah. not even good enough to be in Robert Stone's stable I'm so confused as to what's happening like Aaliyah in this fact Robert Stone came out because he was interested in possibly recruiting Aaliyah I guess Aaliyah then kind of got distracted because of that and tried to like overly wrestle to impress Robert Stone and because of that she ended up actually ended up losing and then afterwards Robert Stone goes to turn away she goes and grabs his wrist and he just looks back at her takes her wrist off and then just walks off it's like oh like if that, I feel bad for Aaliyah now. That's the thing is, if it's a motivator for Aaliyah, then it's good to have, give her finally something like actual story to, mm. to invest in. It's just a yeah, it's a it's a weird way to start. It's like Aaliyah, she's bad, huh? Look look how <laughs> bad she is. Um, and I guess finally the thing the, to talk about would be uh, the Gargano dinner, which mm. I I actually I actually dug this promo. Like Johnny Gargano uh, and to some extent actually as well Candice LeRae have a slightly too labored promo style where it's just like we've written these really cool lines and we're going to say these really cool lines in a really cool way and it and it, and it feels quite scripted but actually mm. in this with the way they did it with like the horror movie filter you know turning to the camera and doing this kind of like slightly laggy like they're on a bad you know kind of google meets call um i actually thought that was that was fun like it it before when Johnny Gargano would do like promos like this, it's just like, oh, he's, he's, he's trying a bit too hard to sound cool. But when he's doing it as a heel, it makes sense because, yeah, he's he's mm-hmm. trying to sound cool with his cool wife at their cool dinner table with a jock strap on, on the <laughs> dinner table, the least appetizing bit of sports equipment in the world. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, it, during this dinner, I mean, I, there was no way I was not going to like a promo that sets up Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano. Yeah, no. exactly. I, I thought this was great. And I wasn't a huge fan of the first time they tried this, just because like I was kind of on board with it, but like the the weird like horror transitions I thought didn't match what they were saying. They came at weird times and it didn't quite fit. This one I thought was much more deliberate. It was like those two having a conversation. As soon as they look at the camera, that's when the horror transitions cut in and that's when they start getting a little bit creepy. Uh, and then it just cuts back to them just talking. I thought it was really cool showing clips from Gargano versus Dijak and him just pointing out being like, look how great I am. He's rubbish. I'm great. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Uh, Candice LeRae setting up a few with Mia Yim as well, which should be honestly pretty good. Um, and she's and she's totally right as well. Candice Ray's just like Mia Yim keeps losing and she keeps being in high, pro- high profile matches. Why? Why aren't I? And I was like, you know what? You're right, Candice. Uh, and yeah, like you said, Johnny Gargano setting up a few with Keith Lee. Yes, bloody please. Uh, I think Gargano is going to take the North American title off him. All right, honestly. If that pushes Keith to get the get the big one, then I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think that's a really good position for Heel Gargano to kind of cement him. He can get a championship without having to be in that kind of main event NXT championship picture again, because that's he's so synonymous with that title picture now with him and Champa. It's a good title for him to go for to cement this new character. Um, and it allows Keith Lee to be a bit more free, I think. He's had the title. He's had a good run with it. He's defended it quite a lot. Um, and, you know, he's defended it in triple threats. He's defended it against Priest and uh, Dijak and Cameron Grimes and people like that. It's got some really good wins under his belt. So if he loses it against Gargano at this takeover, potentially, I wouldn't be too mad with that at all. Um, like you said, especially if, if it sends Keith further up the card, I'm all for it. It's Keith's time. Uh, Keith, uh, you know, the first takeover back with a crowd, Keith getting crowned champion, like that, mm. that that's everything to me. I would, yeah. I would dearly dearly love that uh and yeah so um 
in your house coming on june the 7th mm. uh it's a sunday pay-per-view uh well it's a sunday network event uh and yeah just having that to shoot for uh a rejuvenated uh especially in, in narrative terms uh, nxt a really fun mm. episode this week uh cannot wait for in your house yeah yeah it should be really really cool So as uh, as was alluded to at the start of this podcast, uh, and as you probably heard us mentioning on the main podcast, uh, Quizomania last night, Quizomania 7, uh, I had to shave my beard off for charity. And because we hit our charity goal of £4,000, which is a lot of money, uh, I also had to shave my eyebrows off. So I look weird. You sure do. You really mm. do. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Yeah. It's very impressive that you've managed to grow because I'm looking at you now over Streamyard. That you've managed to already grow back like a, a more developed version of a five o'clock shadow. Like <laughs> they they can't keep your hair down. Turns out, so I think you're going to have your eyebrows back any any day now. But of course, it is your it is your four year anniversary today, and that you is do, correct. You do look like a goblin. So yeah, how how's bit. that how's that going over? Obviously, it's. It's going to be weird because uh, I, I, I have actually planned a couple of uh, very small kind of more romantic things because obviously we can't do anything too uh, grand with, you know, global situation. Um, but uh, I did plan a couple of small romantic things, but I feel a bit weird doing them later because it's going to be like, oh, yeah, don't you love me? And she's going to look at me and be like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're not the man I fell in love with. <laughs> i'm sure it'll be fine you know what she was all on board for it and she said i'm really looking forward to the experience and then she said to me yesterday she's like well i've had the experience that's that then (laughs) (laughs) don't like it (laughs) so it's gonna grow back and never be touched again to be fair bloody well done pete because we ended up raising over five and a half thousand pounds for no kid hungry absolutely bonkers yeah it's uh it's brilliant um thank yeah. you so much to everyone who donated uh mm. super appreciate it uh, and yes they uh the, your eyebrows died for the best possible cause yes exactly yeah it, it's worth uh it's worth losing them for raising that ridiculous amount of money um uh funnily enough i do actually have an email here from nick who's actually emailed in a uh, sort of a very brief fantasy booking oh, cool. um which seems like a, an apt email to read out in your presence. So maybe you can give it a, a rating and see what you think of it. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the email uh, says, hello, gentlemen. Uh, my idea for Otis's Money in the Bank cash-in goes as follows. Uh, we get a Mandy versus Bailey non-title match at some random SmackDown. Otis comes to the ring with Mandy and has the briefcase with him. Sasha comes out with Bailey. I don't know exactly how it would work. That's always a good phrase to use in your fantasy booking. Um, but Sasha turns on Bailey during the match and leaves her laying, slash costs her the match versus Mandy, and then beats her up after. Otis looks down at a beat-up Bailey, looks at Mandy, looks at the briefcase, and goes, Mandy, I want you to cash it in. And he hands her the briefcase, she cashes it in, and then we get Mandy with the championship and a feud with Sonya Deville and Sasha and Bailey feuding on their own. Big happy celebration as Otis helps her win the title. I think this totally fits his characters. He will do anything to make her happy and help her. What do you think? Thanks for the consistent content as always. Really helps during quarantine. Thanks, Nick from Wisconsin. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. Uh, I think there's uh, there's not a lot of stuff that hasn't been done with the uh, with the Money in the Bank briefcase. I know um, uh, originally it was like he was going to you know cash it in for a for a tag team shot, which is 
different, but also like you don't need to. The tag team division's not that strong. Just interrupt a promo, but with the champions, and you'll get you'll get that match. You'll probably get it that same night. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the thing. Like I I think cashing it in for someone else because that's the thing. Yeah, the wording is you you get a match. A world, uh, you know, a world title match of your choosing whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, he could donate it to the love of his life, Mandy, whether or not that then mutates into, you know, this has been a ruse the entire time. Uh, I, I don't I, I hope they don't do that because, um, yeah, like I feel that's that would probably feel a little played out. But, yeah, mm-hmm. that would be a really heartwarming thing for for Otis to do and sort of keep that going. And then you, you, you do have two feuds out, out of it that way. You've got Mandy versus... Uh, Sonia for the belt and then you got Sasha and Bailey which if I'm honest I would prefer for the belt just because you know it's Sasha and Bailey you know probably at SummerSlam with mm-hmm. uh, you know it, that's where they you know fought for the NXT Women's Championship uh, so I kind of like it for for a belt again but uh, I also think that would elevate Mandy and Sonya's feud, which they deserve because they've both been putting in really, really good work for it. So, yeah, I, I think that's a that's a really, really good idea of, mm-hmm. uh, of how to handle Otis not becoming world champion, which I'm also for. Yes, same. I, as much as I love Otis, I do not want to see him as world champ. Uh, funnily enough, actually, something that you just mentioned there, something that I don't think they've done for a Money in the Bank cash in yet, which I'd be interested to see. Uh, I think it'd be quite hard to pull off, but if they could do it right, I think it'd be a great story, Uh, is they always say that you have a year to cash it in. I don't think we've ever got to a point where someone's been running out of time to cash in their briefcase, where it's kind of gotten towards past mania and they keep trying and they're like, God damn it, I can't cash it in. Like something keeps getting in their way and they can't cash in their briefcase and they keep waiting and waiting and waiting and they keep getting stopped and stopped and stopped. And then it gets like two money in the bank next year. And then they're just like, God, I've still not cashed it in. I'm running out of time. And then they tell the story like through the show of them like attempting to cash it in at various points. Like I feel like that could be a really interesting story, but I think it has to be done right. It's very easy to mess up, I think. Mm. But what do you they... what do you think? Do you, do you think there's legs in that? Or am oh, I just being crazy? No, 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 absolutely. It's like it, yeah, like you say, they there are very few things they haven't done with the briefcase, mm. and one of them is running out of time. Um yeah because I, I I feel like they just get, you know, they just get bored of someone having it. Uh, it it's happened, it's almost happened twice uh, mm-hmm. with Edge and Ziggler. They both went roughly the same amount of time with only about two months left on the clock for each mm-hmm. guy. Um, but they never got into proper, proper crunch time. And I think that'd be really fun. It's a very heel thing is the only mm. issue I have with it being Otis is like, it's a very, like, I can imagine oh, yeah. doing it with like AJ Styles. It just it keeps not working. Like Ziggler was the perfect person to do it. I thought they were going to uh, have that work out because he never quite reached the top of the mountain. He was a sneaky heel and he had all these people helping, but it never worked out. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's a, it's definitely something that is left to do for money mm-hmm. in the bank uh whether otis is the right guy not necessarily yeah, no. convinced, but um... I, I i didn't mean it for otis i just meant in general a thing that they should do as something that they haven't done with money in the bank yet for sure um because the uh winning the briefcase and cashing in on the same night has been done to death so i'd really like them to not do that anymore it's really boring um and they've done people, you know, cashing in in advance. They've, like you said, they've done most of the things they can do. I think that would be a, an interesting one to see them, uh, yeah, try and do that for for running out of time. I think that's an interesting story. Um, 
something else I wanted to say as well. Quizlemania yesterday, I know we've already spoken about it, um, but obviously Luke getting the trophy back for WrestleTalk. My boy. It's come home. Oh God, it was so good. Uh, obviously, I, I didn't hear most of the uh, most of the questions because I was, um, you know, otherwise this uh, <laughs> otherwise engaged. Um, but um, yeah, when I was uh, going on the last round, I think I mentioned to you earlier when you did uh, in the survival round the NXT Tag Team Champions, and I was sitting there just like, why aren't I playing? I know like all of these, and it got to a point where I was like. Who did American Alpha B? I was like, it's obviously TakeOver Dallas. It's like one of the best tag matches that NXT have ever done. Just <laughs> sitting there, just like, I can't say any of this. Guy, it was it was a really fun Quizlemania, though, despite, you know, everything that I had to go through. Just taking that all aside for a second, just the actual quizzing itself, I thought was really, really good. So good job, Adam. You did Thanks, well, son. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah, mm. it's my favorite one um, so far. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, go head on over to Parts Fun Known, Wrestle Talk sister channel, uh, and check out uh, Quizomania Seven, uh, mm. our charity stream. You get to see what Pete looks like, and it, it's it's difficult. It Ooh, is difficult. It's bad. Yeah, yeah it, it sure it's, is. It's real bad. Uh, but once it all grows back again, there's a half decent Scott Dawson Halloween costume in there somewhere. Yeah, it's gonna, man. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's probably all the time we've got for this one. Also, do subscribe to Parts Unknown because we're so bloody close to 100k so subscribers. Close. We're over 95k. So close. We're less than 5,000 subscribers to that, that second button. I know. It's going to be great. Um, so yeah, please go and subscribe to that. And uh, yeah, check out Quizomania. Check out everything on Parts Unknown because it's really good. It's just a good channel. It's just yeah, got I'm, really good content on it. Yeah, I'm really proud of it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually great. Uh, for for something that was kind of like a oh yeah no we should we should like parts parts fun known yeah that that'll do that's a that's a that's a fine name that we came up with in the pub what that one time it's now come into something I'm like oh parts fun known it's like my little baby now yeah it's uh, I'm I'm I really like that channel so please do give it a subscribe help support everything we do because we're great um <laughs> but uh that is all the time we've got for this episode of the rest of the podcast thank you very much for listening everyone uh and make sure to check back we've got the aw review we've got a smackdown review this week as well and then we're going to be leading into double or nothing and heading into nxt takeover uh in your house and um whatever's after that we've got a wwe pay-per-view yeah backlash. backlash i think backlash that's what it is yeah. that one soon as well God, guys yeah so much anyway thank you for listening everyone i love you all goodbye bye hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 